Welcome, everybody, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical principles to your financial journey. I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice. I'm here in the studio with fellow financial professional Jesse Hamilton. Everybody say hello to Jesse. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Uh, doing well, Jesse. Hey, good. you got your taxes done last month? Uh, just in time. Yeah, I did. All right. Did all you? right. Oh, of course I did. I always love paying my taxes. Yeah. Not so. really. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're about a, a couple weeks after they were due, so I hope that uh, you're not hearing that for the first time. Yeah, but, if you if you haven't filed by now, you're a little late. Hopefully, you, you would file an extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, kind of give us an idea of what we're talking about today, Jesse. Sure. So we're going to talk about who's paying the most taxes in the U.S. We have a very interesting set of stats here on um, just overall data about income earners in America. But first, let's uh, let's talk about Luke chapter 12. Cause... Yeah, Luke chapter 12 gives us some interesting perspective on paying taxes. Yes. So what does it say? Um, the, the Pharisees and the Herodians are sent in to try to trick Jesus, right? Yeah. And uh, Luke chapter 12, 15 says, should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought him a coin and he asked them, whose image is on this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. And you know, they're walking away. He's like, Dang it, yeah. <laughs> he tricked us again, or he duped us again. You know, that all the time, they, these Pharisees and Sadducees and the Herodians and so forth, trying to trip him up because they want to give him a reason to, right. to, to get him in trouble, of, accuse him of blasphemy and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus, you know, being all knowing and all powerful God, knew, knew what they were talking about and what they were trying to trap him. But I love it, it when does. He does that. <laughs> it is a question we get a lot as financial advisors why should I have to pay taxes if I'm a believer? Right. And the reality is, as Scripture tells us, we should get, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. So we should pay taxes to the government up to what we are, are supposed to, not a right. dime more. Exactly. And so that's why it's so important that everyone uses a CPA or a tax professional to help you prepare right. your taxes or to ask questions at least to make sure that you are not sending in more than you have to to the federal government or your state government, depending exactly. on where you live. So today we're going to talk about some of this tax data across the country and who's paying the most of it. But keep in mind, we're not tax professionals, but as financial planners, right, Mark, we are deeply intertwined with deeply the tax Deeply intertwined, world. yeah. And, and, and there's also a lot of, of policy uh, decisions and a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Jesse? A lot of hoopla uh, out there about people paying their taxes. Yes, and, then, and it can and get political very fast. It, very fast. And then the, one of the most common ones is that rich people should be paying their fair share. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, all right, good. But Mark, can you name the seven states that don't have state income tax? Well, I know ta- Texas is one, okay, right? And right. then there's Wyoming, I think, because right. they talk about that a lot. So we got also Alaska, Florida, Nevada. Nevada doesn't pay state income tax? No. Nope. I'm surprised they don't. I guess they do. people go there and gamble a lot. <laughs> South Dakota and Washington. Okay. All right. But then if you throw in Tennessee and New Hampshire, there's a couple little rules. They don't really pay income tax either. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you were telling me you were reading a Wall Street Journal about the proportion of different taxes and who's paying what and so forth. But you also stumbled across President Biden's tax return, right? Yeah. So he made public his 2022 return. You can go find it online. Very honorable of him, I guess. Uh, okay, so he, uh, the Biden household, 
$580,000 of income. That's earned, that's that's adjusted gross income. They ended up paying about 23% tax on that. And that comes from Joe's salary and Jill's job at the community college and all. But they also donated about 3.5% of their income. So that actually is a lot higher than Joe and Jill are given in the past. Right. Now, 3.5% of their income was about $20,000, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of money. But relative to the proportion of their entire earned income is quite tiny, actually. Right. So and they're not they're not tithing ten percent no, of their gross income, are they? Yeah, but you know, if you're if you make it all the way up to leader of the free world, you you can make about four hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> so so now help people understand a little bit about who pays income tax, how much of that is makes up the federal budget, et cetera. Great. So income tax this year, they predict, will cover about a little over half of the federal government's budget. Okay. And uh, the rest will come from Social Security taxes, corporate taxes, estate taxes, all that stuff. All All taxes. But your income tax is going to pay for over half of it. Well, and and there's some interesting stats about who pays what. Right. I know there's a stat. I don't know if it was in this Wall Street Journal article, but I've read it many, many times before. Over half of Americans do not pay any federal income tax. Right. You heard me right. That's over 50% of Americans do not pay one dime, one cent of federal income tax. It's because 43% of filers uh, are, are in the under 50,000 income bracket, and they uh, they aggregate about 10% of the income in the United States. But there's so many credits and lowered tax bills that they end up paying negative 4.8% tax. Yeah, and they're actually getting handouts back to them. Right. I, I've shared you one time when I was starting this business many, many years ago, and I didn't have any income yet. Mm-hmm. And it was it was basically when I did my returns, it was telling me that even though I did not pay $1 of income tax, I was going to get $4,000 back in terms of these programs and, and, yeah. and uh, different types of, of um, earned income credits, et cetera. Yeah. And I thought, this is crazy. <laughs> I can't ethically do this because I didn't pay any money into the system. So I I basically changed my numbers so that it wouldn't show that. Yeah. And it showed I I earned a little bit of income and I and I did, but I could have written it off. But I was like I'm not going to get money back from the taxpayer that I didn't pay into it. Sure. So just my personal preference. <laughs> you might not have a problem with that. More power to, you, but anyway, so uh, there's going to be two figures here. One of them kind of makes sense, and one of them is totally crazy. Okay. So the first one, about 25% of filers will be in between 100000 and 500000 of income. I okay. know it's a big gap. Yeah. It's a very big gap. Yeah. But this is about half of the aggregate income in the U.S., and they're going to pay about half of the income tax. That okay. makes sense. So, right? so 25% of the filers pay about 50% of the federal income tax. Yeah, okay, that keep makes going. sense. Right? Keep going. There's more. But- a few select 900,000 people in the U.S. will earn over a million dollars. Okay. And they account for 40% of the income tax paid. Okay. So you're telling me that, and I don't know what percentage of that is. Well, it's there's just... 181 million tax filers. Okay. So this is less than one-tenth of one percent. It's very small. Make over a million dollars, yet they pay 40% of all the income tax. Right. That, that seems pretty fair to me. Depending on how you look at it, uh, or or not, I don't know. And that seems like so. So folks making over a hundred thousand dollars, a million, 
No, right. I'm going up to the. Oh, you're going back to the other stuff. Folks that are making over over a hundred thousand dollars are paying well over ninety percent of all the federal income tax in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. right. And then there are others that are have long term capital gains and so forth. Right. Th- um, this is very interesting. So seventy percent of long term gains are reported by people earning over a million dollars. Okay, and that makes sense. Well, first of all, that number, if you're curious, is. $954 billion. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. But um, the majority of those gains come from people with income over a million dollars. Typically because they have investments in things. Yes, that they are... have investments okay. outside of their paycheck. Okay. So this creates the interesting situation where the high-income households are receiving most of their income from investments. Okay. But the people under the $500,000 bracket, which is most people... Uh, they're getting a majority of their income from wages. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. So th- this just provides a little bit of uh, context on, on where the money is coming from. Once again, over half of Americans do not pay one one penny right. of federal income tax. In fact, they get money. I don't want to say get money back. Not they get but yeah. They get free money and they don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's some different different uh, proposals out there, Jesse, to change how income taxes are calculated. Can right. you give us a little bit of information about that? Uh, well, the current administration is is wanting to change these things. You can go find all these proposals. And um, the, this Democratic administration is obviously trying to increase those numbers for the high net worth people. Some of it involves step up in cost basis for large estates and just high earning people in general. But um, talking about average income rates. Yeah. Um, income tax rates. Yeah. Income yeah. tax rates. So the actual average amount on your total income, um, is very interesting because people under a hundred thousand are averaging at 3.6% tax. Okay. All right. But that that's only interesting because of the credits that are being paid out and everything. So what about those that make more than a million? Uh, that number jumps all the way up to 25.5%. Okay. So they're paying more... <laughs> More of their share, fair share, as, as our president says, more of their fair share, they're paying up 25%. So half of Americans don't pay one dime of tax. The folks that are making fifty dollars to $100,000 are paying about 3.6% of their income in tax. Yeah. So I don't understand all this stuff about paying your fair share. It looks like those people that are make, earning more money are paying more and a higher percentage of their income or investment income in uh, in income tax. D- comparing just average tax rates, yeah, they're paying about five times more. Okay. All right. Uh, so the next time you hear some Politico or, or news pundit say that rich people should pay their fair share, think about the, the stats that we just shared with you mm-hmm. uh, and does it make sense? Um, should, should I have to pay more or should I pay less? So basically what scripture tells us is, yes, we are supposed to pay our our responsibilities and income tax. There's mm-hmm. not a way around that. And and so we need to do that. Should we pay more than we have to? Absolutely not. No. If we're following the raw, the law as believers and, and completing our tax returns as, as direct and honest as possible, then we have nothing to fear. We are doing our responsibility and, and fulfilling our obligations as citizens. So... Specifically for our listeners, though, if they really want to follow out and do what Jesus said, what are the best ways to do that? Well, you need to make sure you have a good tax preparer, right? Okay. We've seen many, many examples of people 
we'll get a client's tax return from the previous year and uh -huh. we realize the tax preparer missed a major deduction that the client was eligible for. Yes, Mark's talking about a true story. <laughs> yes, yes, we've we've seen this happen a couple of different times just even this tax prep year mm -hmm. uh, where we've seen mistakes were made. So you need to make sure that you have a good tax preparer. Now, yes. nothing against the the you know, the tax preparer in a box, you know, you can go into Walmart and, and have somebody there do it for you. Right. You can go one of the major tax prep firms, but they're receiving minimal training. They are not CPAs. They are not, uh, they, they, they are um, registered uh, tax preparers, but they haven't seen, uh, taken all the advanced planning and advanced training that most CPAs will have. So you want right. to make sure you have a good tax preparer. And you need to study up on the way, and you're, you're a good tax preparer will help you prepare for that, mm -hmm. not just focus on the return this year, but help you prepare in the future. Right. So you also want to make sure that you are optimizing your giving strategy. Right, especially if you have an IRA and you're above age 70, right? Yeah, we see a lot of folks that miss that opportunity to uh, reduce their income tax that they owe simply by making the gifts that they normally give to church or charity from their IRA. Now you have to be, you, you can only start doing it the year that you turn 70 and a half. Mm -hmm. So that's a key criteria, but we were just visiting with someone just the other day. They were making gifts and what they were doing was they were withdrawing money from their IRA so they could write a check to the church and they paid 20% income tax on that money they withdrew. Right. If you do what we call a qualified charitable distribution from your IRA and you're over the age of 70 and a half, then you don't get taxed on that income. Right. In this, this situation, the, the one move of where the money came from and went could save almost $5,000 in tax money. Yeah, exactly. And, and they were shocked to learn that they could have done that. Yeah. They, won't do, they won't make the same mistake twice. Uh, the point is, is, is you need to work with a financial professional, a tax preparer that's, that's uh, been trained really well, maybe even your financial advisor to, you know, essentially minimize the amount of tax that you have to pay mm -hmm. and don't pay a dime more than what you're obligated to pay. Right. And so with that, Jesse, I think we'll wrap up today's show. Uh, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show and we'll be back next week.